0: I I was eight when I first heard the rhyme maybe nine I can't remember the date but I can still vividly recall every detail I was in the family room the TV was blaring some noise from the news channel my mother was watching and I was playing with the new toys that I had just gotten for Christmas a few days prior my mom had just gone to the kitchen to prepare dinner and I was trying to fit my old toy's ray gun into my new toy's hand. I had just given up and was halfway up the stairs to my room when I heard a new show playing on the TV. It was a kid's show by the sound of it. I could hear the high-pitched voices like those old puppet shows from my mom's childhood, thinking my mom had turned the show on for me to watch. I went not back down to the family room. I always hated those stairs, so steep and narrow. Sometimes I feel like I would trip and crack my head open falling down them. I was always a paranoid child. The stairs were walled off on either side, which meant all I could see going down was the front door. Whenever I'd go down them late at night, I'd imagine a monster on the other side of the door. He would peek through the tall window along the side of the door, making sure I couldn't see him while he could watch me. I only briefly thought of these things at this point. Mostly preoccupied with trying to hear what show my mom had put on. When I'd gone down the stairs and turned the corner to the family room, I was surprised to see it. No one was there. I didn't think too much about it at the time. My attention was mainly focused on the TV. The show looked like it came from the 70s. Both the camera and the puppets were of old and poor quality. Are you ready to tell me what you learned today? A tattered old man puppet asked the screen. He had a simple design. It felt too boring for a kid's show. He wore a dusty chimney-sweeps cap and overalls, and he had thin gray streaks for hair. His eyes were just a large black button, and his mouth was stitched into a small grin. He waited. He waited, staring at the screen with his blank-button eyes before he continued. Well, are you? I nodded slowly, almost entranced by the simple puppet. Good. Now repeat after me. There once was a crooked man who walked a crooked mile. I was about to repeat him when I felt something shake me by the shoulders. What's gotten into you? I snapped out of it with a jump. It was my mom. Her face was inches from mine. She looked worried. I just stared at her, confused. Behind her, I could see the TV. The news was on. It was showing pictures of an old house. What's wrong? I said, still staring at the TV. I've called for you a thousand times. Why didn't you answer? I guess I fell asleep, I muttered, not really sure what happened myself. She looked at me with a twinge of anger before it changed to concern. Well, dinner's ready, sweetheart. Life went on as usual for the next year. I forgot about that show completely. It wasn't until the week after Christmas when I would hear it again. I was playing a game on the console that I had gotten that year. It had a system where you could create a little character to play as. In the game, you basically ran an amusement park. You built a ride, and then your avatar would go on them, and you could see what it was like in first person. I had just paused the game to grab a snack, when I heard it resume itself. I peeked back into the living room from the kitchen doorway to see a new attraction, one I knew I hadn't built. It was a puppet theater. I watched as my avatar sat down in front of the theater, but he looked different. His fun, bright colors were now faded and his posture looked sad. As the curtains to the theater opened, I saw the old chimney sweep again. He looked different, too. His button eyes were smaller, and there were little gray threads that gave him a thin beard. Hello, everyone, he said in a raspy, tired voice. It's so nice to see you again. Do you remember where we left off? He waited, staring at the camera. He stood out from the rest of the game. While everyone in the audience looked like they came from an early 2000s game made for children, he looked just the same as he did before, sticking out like a sore thumb. I waited for him to continue speaking, but he just... Stood there. He was waiting for me. I knew he was. I nodded my head, and he immediately spoke again. Good. Good. Why don't we continue from there? Once again, I nodded silently. The old man smiled and pulled a felt book from his pocket. He began to read. There once was a crooked man who walked a crooked mile. He found a crooked sixpence upon a crooked stile. Once again, I was entranced. I couldn't move. I couldn't look away. The only thing I could do was watch. I watched until I heard my mother's voice yelling at me. Benjamin! Close the fridge! Are you listening to me? I jumped back, slamming the fridge door shut as I did. Sorry, Mom, I said, still catching my breath. I was just thinking about something. I knew she didn't believe it. She always knew when I was scared. And I could see the look of concern on her face. That same look of concern as before. Do you want to talk about it? I did. I really did. But I knew she wouldn't believe me, even if I told her. Even at that age, I knew how crazy it sounded. No, I'm fine. I said unable to look at her in the eyes. She looked back at me for a few seconds, like she wanted to push, but she relented and gave me a quick hug before going back upstairs. I wish I could say that nothing happened for another year or so, or that nothing happened at all, but that was not the case. That night, I was clutching my teddy bear tight, tucked in and nearly asleep when I heard the sound of my closet door opening. For clarification, my closet was one of those sliding wood doors. It broke off the hinges when I was a baby, meaning that every time you would open it, you would hear the sound of the wood grinding against the hinges. It was loud loud enough to wake me up completely. I wanted to scream, but I couldn't. I was stuck, speechless and unable to move as I heard something lightly tapping against the closet door. All I saw was four long, thin fingers wrap around the door. Before I did the only thing I could do, close my eyes and hope. With my eyes closed, I could hear the door open fully. I trembled as I heard a careful step from the closet, followed by another, and then another, and another, and another, until it was right beside my bed. I could hear its breath, sharp and pained. I felt the bed sink as it sat on the foot, I could hear how it struggled to whisper to me. Hello, sweet one. I didn't move. I didn't even think I could. I just squeezed my eyes closed and prayed that my mother would come save me. It got up and moved over to the other side of my bed and crouched down. I could feel its ragged breath hit my face. I could smell it. I could smell it. It smelled like rotten eggs. It was crouched only inches from me. Don't be afraid. I'm not going to hurt you. Its voice was odd, the way a parrot would sound as it mimicked a word. But there was a kindness to it. Shh. Don't cry, sweet one. I'm here. My blood ran cold. I bit my lip, trying not to cry. Then I felt a thin, cold hand caress my cheek. The fingers were long, but I could feel the skin sagging and the fingertips. They felt like teeth. I choked back tears as a long, bony finger made its way to my lips. I felt the bed sink as it crept closer. I could feel its cold face touch the side of my head. The sound of its sharp breath echoing like wind through a tunnel in my ears. It whispered to me, between pained wheezing, I... know you're awake. Its finger crept inside my mouth, scraping against my teeth. As its finger methodically stroked each tooth, I let out a whimper. Shh. Don't cry, sweet one. Look at me. I won't hurt you. The voice sounded caring, like a mother cradling her child. Look at me, sweet one. I could smell its rancid breath. I could picture its rows of evil teeth wanting to devour me whole. Its red eyes piercing into my soul. Its toothed fingertips tearing away at my skin the second I would open my eyes. Look at me! This time, it was harsh. Demanding. I clenched my eyes shut as hard as I could, as tears started to run down my cheek. Then, I heard my mother's voice. Benji? Benji, are you alright? Why are you crying? It was her voice, but I knew it wasn't her. It felt wrong. Forced. There was no emotion behind the words, and the words were emphasized at random. I bit my lip until I tasted blood, but I did not open my eyes. The creature spoke again, stealing my mother's voice. There once was a crooked man who walked a crooked mile. He found a crooked sixpence. Upon a crooked style, he bought a crooked pleasure from a crooked whore and laughed a crooked laugh as she lay dying on the floor. There was no rhythm to this thing's poem as soon as it was over. The monster let out a low, raspy laugh before I felt the bed rise and heard it creep back into the closet. I never slept that night, but I did not open my eyes until the sun told me it was safe. I had been squeezing my teddy so tightly that night that he popped a seam. I opened my eyes to those little foam beads all over the bed. I never told my mom what happened. Even if I did, she wouldn't have believed me. That wasn't the end. In fact, I'd say it was only the beginning. But I'm done reliving these things for now. Maybe I'll share more. But it's midnight, and I can hear the sound of tapping coming from my closet door. So I think I'll just go to sleep for now. There was a crooked man. He walked a crooked mile. He found a crooked sixpence upon a crooked stile He bought a crooked cat which caught a crooked mouse and they all lived together in a little crooked house. Why should he be crooked when others they were not? So the crooked man set out to make a crooked earth, crooked men and women buried in crooked dirt. And the crooked man stepped forth and rang the crooked bell, and thus his crooked soul hell, murdered his crooked family, and laughed a crooked love. You people all must suffer all of my crooked wrath. There is supposedly an urban legend about the Crooked Man. They say that if you recite this poem aloud, it will summon a demonic force known as the Crooked Man. Once you recite the poem, everyone in the house is cursed to die by his hands. In the 1800s, a writer was researching the urban legend and folklore. He discovered some lines of the verse that occurred in dozens of Different cultures in dozens of languages, all referring to the same thing. They called it the Crooked Man. Imagine a death sentence that no mortal could escape, that no human law could pardon. An eternal, unstoppable force bringing certain death to anyone who dared to summon. It was probably started as an incantation or a curse. The words were translated and passed down through the ages, evolving with the times. Over the years, it was transcribed and studied. Eventually, it entered the culture and was turned into a nursery rhyme, an innocent little poem for children to recite. And with that, the proverbial Pandora's box was opened. The Crooked Man was unleashed upon the world. By the time anyone realized what was happening, the Crooked Man was real, and it was already too late. The Crooked Man is a vengeful spirit, or topa, that is said to go after those who despair. He appears as a scrawny and abnormally thin human wielding a tattered umbrella with a withered, dark red striped shirt and pants along the small black fedora. He also seems to have round-brimmed glasses that are stationed atop of his fedora. His legs are misshapen and bent crudely as a result of a terrible accident. His most frightening features, however, happens to be his wide, monstrous grin. Showing off rotted, sharpened teeth, and his deathly pale skin. His spirit haunts the very home he once resided in, and would not hesitate to harm or even call anyone that dares enter his house and make it their home. Moreover, he came to hate certain individuals or family members for being so much like himself, but staying happy. Riddled with negative emotions that he had last felt before he died, he became a vengeful and deadly spirit. After becoming a vengeful spirit, the crooked man has become resentful and upon seeing anyone that enters his home, he immediately dislikes them. He tries to drive them mad to commit suicide. The man is reputed to be Scottish General, Sir Alexander Leslie. He signed a convent securing religious and political freedom for Scotland. The crooked style in the poem was said to be the border between England and Scotland. They all lived together, in a little crooked house it refers to the fact that the English and Scots had at last come to an agreement, despite continuing great animosity between the two peoples, who nonetheless had to live with each other due to their common war. The image of the Crooked Man has been distorted to represent something creepy and horrific for the most part, and today, Many seek out his original tale in an attempt to learn and understand more about his origins. His origins is fairly shrouded in mystery as to who or what it is about. But the important thing to note is that despite having a traceable origin, The Crooked Man has become somewhat of a cryptid in this modern age. The Crooked Man has slowly been adapted into an increasingly dark figure throughout the years to the point where actual urban legends have come about for him. Due to the passing of time and the changing of cultures, it's the imagination and the fear of the unknown that creates these stories and rumors. (laughs)